What's up, everyone? This is Sam. This is a podcast. And that's Dana. <laughs> I am Dana. On the podcast. <laughs> How's it going, <laughs> On everybody? Virtual Homework Podcast. The And we are coming at you. The number one... We're coming at you. Like, yeah, is we're, that we're a, coming is, for is you. Is that a threat? How about that? Like, I'm coming right yeah, at you. This is, this is a threat. If you're not listening to the Virtual Homework Podcast, aka you have no ability to get this message, we're coming for you. Uh, you're number four uh podcast for gaming information because i'm not gonna say like we're n- your number one because that's that's too suspicious yeah it's like you're number even one, though we probably don't even chart. podcast for gaming information and or gaming reviews it's like nah like we're probably like four or five but we're, we're i would i would settle for number four dude, right we're, now we're working on number three maybe in a couple episodes we'll be here at number uh third uh podcast on your list but until then we're, we're being realistic you know all right a realistic gaming podcast <laughs> speaking of which we played video games this week didn't we We played a hell of a video game we, we played uh what, speaking of wait no wait oh no oh my god no. okay what no speaking of hells of video games because i can't think of a better way to segue into this there's a little follow-up here because i know people have been asking people have been begging Uh-oh. for us to discuss space draft more probably another 25 to 35 hours of space draft content uh, that we could. I'm saying oh, space draft, boy. but I mean giraffe time. Wait, what the fuck is space but, draft? Didn't we play that? Like we played space draft. Yeah, that, I, that was like episode six. Yeah, it, I, that gave you like and, nausea. And I couldn't play that game for the same reason I can't play this game. So it's like, which game are, are you talking? Giraffe town or or space uh, giraffe? Both games. You remember? Okay. I, it's like whatever. We'll get into it, man. The, I the the one thing that I wanted to say is that I was editing this podcast and I was really upset that neither of us made the connection. Do you remember when we went? Or do you remember the main character of of Space Draft? Not Space Draft. I keep calling it Space Draft. God damn it, Giraffe Town, or not the main character, but one of the characters, Big Dog. I literally was like Big Dog. He fucking t posed, and you didn't say anything about it. And so I was like, all right. No, I'm aware of the character Big yes, Dog. Yes, Big Dog. Like Big Dog. Like Big Dog. Big Dog. We always talk, make send each other like stupid ass Big Dog T-shirts. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying. I, like, I, was, I never made the connection. I was trying to like when he, I was like, it's Big Dog. I was like, it's Big Dog. Like it te- I and you I was like upset that you didn't make the connection or I, I didn't make I, I the connection either. To and here I am anything, so twiddling I just, my dick. I was just so invested in the the lore and uh expansive universe <laughs> of uh I almost said space draft. Giraffe draft town that uh I, I tried uh in- interjecting that and then we just didn't go anywhere with it. Yeah, we were just honestly pissed that I forced us to waste our time. Waste two hours of our time. That's that's the one thing I also wanted to discuss because I was sent another game by our friend who like it's one of those things where if you like if you give an inch, they like tried to take the whole foot. They're like begging me to play like all these shitty ass stream games. Yeah. Which I mean, I appreciate them gifting me the games, don't get me wrong. But we'll fuck? see we'll see <laughs> We'll see when we actually get to play we're these terrible, terrible games. But it was a similar thing. It's like, oh, this that game was only two hours. This game's only two hours. And it got me to thinking. It got me to thinking. So Space Giraffe with the cutscenes is almost unavoidably two hours. Like It's like two hours, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes with the cutscenes. That's very, very strange. A very strange coincidence that it's just the length of time where you can't get a Steam refund, huh? I, I mean, so, I'm pretty sure that's intentional. <laughs> like, that's like no, no. Of course, that's intentional. Like, like I just realized that now. How there's literally multiple like, cutscenes of nothing that are like 30 minutes long. Yeah, so like that just like leaves like an even more sour taste in my mouth that this person's like deliberately trying to steal my money, which he did, which he did. He but, stole I mean, my money. Like everyone's like, oh, that's part of the meme, ha 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 ha. Because if you look at it, it has like good reviews, and it's like I really like this game sucks. <laughs> Yeah, this game makes me angry. Not that I, I don't, I do appreciate the hustle, but it definitely makes me angry. Well, no, it also made me angry, but not necessarily in the same same Is manner. Is it this week's game that we played? This week's game that we played that was your choice, kinda. I We, we usually alternate. I will say that Dana was like, I want to play a shmup. I'm like, uh, Ikaruga, because that's like one of the most famous shmups Ikaruga. of all time. We played Ikaruga. Yeah. Um, dude... <sighs> This is my first shmup or bolt hell game I have ever played. This genre is just not for me. Like, it is not this for me. This genre is not for me either. So, 100%. So as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I cannot watch an entire screen of shit going all over the place. Like, my eyes just cannot focus on anything other than just my character. So it's just like, I constantly am getting gibbed by shit. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ikaruga is a bullet hell game, which basically means uh, you have little dots coming from all directions that you have a centralized character that you need to dodge them i guess that's the best way to put it i don't know 
Yeah, so if you ever heard of a shoot 'em up game, uh, it it is a shoot 'em up game, a vertical shoot 'em up. Uh, Bullet Hell, I I would guess I would call a subgenre of shoot 'em up games. Uh, generally, like considered the harder versions. Like if you think of a platformer as a platformer, like a Mario ROM hack, there, this is like the Kaizo variety of Mario yeah. ROM hacks. And that's kind of a problem because when he's like, I want to play a bullet hell game and I'm like, Ikaruga, that's like me saying like, I want to go into math. It's like, oh, here's a quantum physics text- textbook. <laughs> Have fun. Like this game is legitimately impossible. One of the hardest. Yeah. This game is definitely the hardest game we played on the podcast, like by far, it's bar like, none. To give you an example, I-, I played this game for like about the two hour mark, maybe two hours and 15 minutes. I just beat the second level. I think there's like what five or six levels total. There's there's five levels. And like two minutes before we started recording. And let me m- make a point to say it. So y- you he was making fun of me. He's like, "Oh, you only have one achievement. What the fuck happened?" And I was like, "All right." So then I beat it. I alt tabbed to go like, "Let's fucking go" in Discord. And as I alt tabbed to do that, I get the no. Uh, I get like three D error, and my game crashed. <laughs> I got the achievement, but it didn't count me as beating it, so I couldn't go to the third level. That's that's really, really, really sad. So I am I never guess playing into this the game actual again. Gameplay. <laughs> yeah, what? Okay, so I, I know I've been dumping on it. Dumping on it. I know I've been dunking on it, but at the same time, I actually have really enjoyed my experience. Not to say this is my genre. I think that, like, I'm not no, going to play no, more no. Bullet Hell games. I, I can appreciate the game. Like, it's really beautiful. Like, it, it feels really good to, like, get a level done. And it's like, it all makes sense. It's not, like, it's not unfair. You know, I, I, I feel a lot of it is... Oh, it's, it's 100% unfair, but <laughs> there's so much to unpack here. But, okay, I feel like it'd just be better if we actually talked about what this game is. Sure. So it's a bullet hell game. We discussed that. Uh, enemies basically fly in the screen, and uh, they, they shoot at you. Um, specifically, the way that this shoot 'em up works uh, is that... Uh, you have a polarity, so it's either the light or the darkness, and you could switch uh, what you're shooting with uh, shoot light pellets or dark pellets, uh, and you could switch that with one of the buttons. Yeah. And uh, if you shoot enemies of the opposite polarity, so if you are light and you shoot a dark a dark um, enemy, it will rain bullets. It'll rain bullets of uh, the the type that you currently are. So if you are light and you hit a dark guy, then light bullets will come at you. It is so difficult to explain the concept. It works way cooler. I recommend looking yeah, at it's, a it's gameplay. Yeah, it's basically red and video. white. You know, if you have white bullets and you shoot a uh, a red enemy, you do extra damage. Same thing if you have uh, red bullets coming at you and you have the white polarity, you take less. You don't take any damage, or you take you actually take damage. Excuse me. And then if you are the same color, then you take no damage. So you kind of have to switch your colors like over and over and over to dodge all the different colored shit that's coming at you. Yeah, and it's not just, like, enemies, like, with bullets that are a certain polarity. Like, there will be beams of light where you literally cannot pass unless you, like, change your polarity. So, like, you're constantly switching. Like, they make it so you 100% have to switch uh, at a a relatively frequent rate. This is definitely a game of memorization. Like, uh, my my problem is I I love hard games. I love frustratingly hard games. I like games that if you are skill tested in the genre or whatever it is that you can get past a certain point like without having to replay it just to learn a certain fucking movement like to me that's not very fun so what i will say though is like it makes sense because if you know the history of ikaruga ikaruga is one of the more famous bullet hells uh, of all time that's wow there we go there's the history no uh it was originally an arcade game okay ported to the dreamcast Oh. Then ported to a bunch of other systems, and then like eventually ported to Steam in like 2015 or something like that. Okay. But this is by and large an arcade experience. Like it's a faithful oh, yeah. port of the arcade game. This is so that's why arcade. this. Yeah, that's that's why I think that memorization comes so much into play here because like you're meant to play this in arcade. You're meant to eat quarters, and that also leads to some of the more uh, archaic features. Some of the some of the like less user friendly features, specifically the lack of retry in a game where you're constantly dying. Yeah. There are ways to alter the credits for this game, and like, uh, you can have unlimited retry. I didn't realize that until like two minutes before the podcast while I went to options. I was literally playing on just the default. You have three lives, and once you die, you have to start over. Like, I that's how I was playing it. So I, I did actually beat the first two, similar to you, but then after that, when I realized what these levels were becoming, I'm like, I'm just, I just want to play through the game, so I, like, I got to the, I, I just did Unlimited Lives, and I was like having a fun experience, yeah. but at the same time, near impossible. Uh, so the, the way this game works is like, 
even if you have unlimited lives, bosses are timed, and if you know, if you don't know what to do, uh, you just like fail the boss fight, and it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's an arcade game through and through. When I meant when I meant lack of retry, I I really meant lack of restart. Like if if you game over, you have to go back in the menu, set everything up, yeah. and then like like go back into it. It it kind of makes it not fun to like like improve because it's one of those things you actually see this a lot in Mario ROM hacks as well, where basically. The older ROM hacks, because they didn't have this functionality, when you die, you do the Mario death animation, you go to the overworld, you have to press the button, it loads up the level, and then all of a sudden you restart. Yeah. Versus, like, new ROM hacks with a retry system, you where if you die, you immediately... right back into it, right? Yeah, yeah, like, there, there's no delay. You hit retry A, and then you're back at the level. There's no, like, 45 minutes of cutscenes. And that's that's one of the things I think a lot of games that are newer do, and I'm not saying that, like... This is a newer port. It's just faithful to the old version of the game, so that's why I think they left that in. Yeah. Uh, but, like, a lot of newer games will value your time because they know your time is more valuable from a video gaming mm-hmm. sense. Uh, just, just due to the fact that, like, a game in 1990-whenever, when this was released in arcades, was is going to, like, slim pickings of if you want to play this genre, what game you could play. So they're like, eh, yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. really I care. Yeah, yeah, I just feel at the time, like, they didn't really think... Of, like, the quality of life was whatever it has, and, like, any game that's reiterated on the genre since then... Obviously, is going to have quality of life. I hate to say this game simply doesn't have. I wonder if I would like a, any of like the Toho games, which is another famous uh, shmup series. I feel like by this point they probably have like a, a large amount of like quality of life and stuff like that. So, so Ikaruga is like considered one of the best, if like not the best, in the shmup slash beat 'em up genre, just because it's it's really a work of art. Oh yeah, like, the, the way that this game this is presented game is like pretty cool looking and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, it, ap- it has a very epic feel. Uh, to it. Apart from the uh, horrible, horrible English before every stage. You mean the English that you can't even read because it goes by yeah, it too goes, fast? It's like like it's we are the fall. You know, like it's just like horrible shit that doesn't make any sense. It's like vague um, motivational. It's like text. a haiku. It's like a. Yeah. It's like kind of motivational. I think it's like to even like before that even happens. Like you have like a, a shit ton of enemies flying at you. Then the stage starts. Like. And it's like eight lines and you have literally five seconds to read it and then it goes away. Yeah, I don't think I've read any of them. I mean, it's like my my whole thing with games that I personally don't like, I can appreciate like the work that's gone into this thing. Like this is like I imagine like this is a masterclass and like the genre, like how everything's presented and stuff like that. It just for me, it was just too frustrating to be fun. Um, I, I, I imagine if I had it on infinite lives and I can just like continue, 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 continue to have it have a lot more fun but like starting over from like the first stage every single fucking time was just like super frustrating um it's a game where the gameplay itself is an art form and that's why people consider it to be perfect because like if you are playing this game right it's like an absolute oh when i when i finally beat that second stage i did not lose a single life from start to finish then i killed that second boss and i was like holy fuck because like i had like struggled and struggled to like learn the movement like so well that i finally did it without like losing a single life and i was like super stoked like and that felt really good it or it's like you're going super saiyan and you have no idea what's going on but you're not dying and you're just like i'm a fucking god and there's like everything flying at you it's like it's like i remember there was this one time when i was at like summer camp and and we were playing baseball and I I specifically was like the worst on my team and <laughs> and like they put me in like left field because like no balls go out to left field and like all of a sudden it, it was like the playoffs like this the story sounds cheesy but it actually is true it was like the playoffs and like they're like oh fuck it's going to this oh, terrible baseball no. player and like I was like oh shit fly ball fly ball and I just like put out my hand and I started running and like I wasn't even looking, I was just like, "Oh shit, I have to run towards the ball so it looks like I'm making effort." Because I didn't like baseball either. And then like it just magically landed in my mitt, and I'm just like, "Yeah, that's right. I know what I was doing the whole time." But no, I had no idea it just and happened you, to work. You saved so, like, the day. Yeah, I saved the day. And in this case, I blew up a giant machine while there's epic music in the background. That's also I want to be the guy music that I remember from Mecha Here's Birdo. the thing: I think I would like this style of games if it was just bosses. Yeah, the bosses are really cool, and you didn't get to levels 3, 4, and 5, but uh, level 5 entirely, okay, to spoil Ikaruga, which is, oh, man. I'm sorry. Ruining my life. I'm sorry. The 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 fifth level is basically entirely a boss fight, and it's insane. Absolutely insane. I was I was watching, so like, of course, because someone had to do this, the 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 way that these levels work is that like there's a scoring system where if you like chain attacks of, and, and then like beat bosses perfectly, you can get like a s to to f rating or c rating i don't know what the lowest one is but like there's there's a no no hits triple s 
every single level playthrough of Jesus this game. Fucking Christ. They also played it on hard mode, so normal mode, only uh, the opposite polarity fires back at you, but, like, everything fires back at you in hard mode. So, uh, basically the most insane thing yeah, of your you life. Yeah, like, triple uh, the like, amount of shit flying at you. Yeah. Um, and the last boss, like, literally looked, it's like, it's like trying to read, like, I don't know, Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto number two when you don't know how to, like, play the piano. It's like, I don't know what this means. It's just like, I can't comprehend what's happening on my fucking screen right now. I really wish this game had less of the arcade elements into it. I felt like if this was more modernized to not feel like a port of an arcade experience, to eat quarters, I would enjoy it so much more. Uh, if that makes so, sense. So I, I wonder if I wonder if uh, a lot of the people who worked on this game only worked on this game and like one other game. Like I know the entire soundtrack was like it was like the only thing the guy ever did, which is pretty crazy. I did like the sound and stuff, like the sound effects, like the music and everything was like very atmospheric. Like the backgrounds were like very pretty. I'd be curious when this game came out because this game does not look very dated. Like it's obvious it's not like super ultra, you know, ray tracing like shit is nowadays. But it doesn't like this game looks pretty good. Well, what I what I was saying before is that I'm pretty sure that like well, first of all, it came out in like the 90s, really? and like it definitely didn't look as good as it did now. And then it came out considered very good game for the Dreamcast. Do you know what's uh, wonderful I remember, about being in front of a computer? Ikaruga you can look it up. Release date. Oh yeah, I but what I will say, on, this game was on GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I remember I specifically had this game for Dreamcast and Xbox 360. 2001. Yeah, well, no, the the version we're playing definitely is not how it looked in 2001. No, definitely not. But I'm pretty sure it came to Steam for, like, 2015 or so. Yeah. I mean, it has a similar, like, like graphic prestige to uh, Red Out or whatever, I would say. Just, like, a different style. I think Red Out's a little bit more modern looking. Okay, okay, fair. I mean, like, I don't I don't think this is trying to you be super modern looking. fucking idiot. Wow. But, but yeah, every <laughs> single time I play this game, I, I forget that I've played this game. Like, I literally forgot I played Ikaruga, and, like, I've, I own this game on three different systems. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I own it on Dreamcast, and I own it on, uh, what's it called? Xbox 360 virtu- or when, Live Arcade when did, or whatever. When um, did the Dreamcast officially get discontinued? Because this game, this game was released in 2001. They were still releasing Dreamcast games then? Maybe I'm wrong about playing it. I, I thought I had it on the Dreamcast. I'm, I'm insane, man. Ikaruga Dreamcast. Yeah, it was on Dreamcast. So yeah, December I, I think 20th, I might have played... 2001. Wow. It must have been one of the last games. I, I think that I... Dreamcast um... was so ahead of its time. It's unreal. Oh, I, I, I played it on Dreamcast kind of like after the fact. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. I played it because I think it was a Japanese only release and like I just like played it on like some random like burnt disc or whatever because you could do that on the Dreamcast. Well, yeah, like everyone easily. had burned games for Dreamcast. It was, it's kind of its downfall. I think its downfall was uh, timing with the PS2, but whatever. We'll we'll get into that on on episode thirty-five, gaming history. PS Poo, a podcast. I hope. The, yeah, I just the, farted, and I hope it got caught up by the mic. So <sighs> this this man is trying to sabotage. This, this is podcast. the virtual home podcast. Single time. Theme song. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. <laughs> every single time we forget the theme song but okay it's better late than never only like 30 minutes late this time so what have you been doing this week well like on the topic of the ps poo we're all xbox uh series x gamers in the house no, right I, I don't have any interest in buying any modern console probably ever again because i own a high-end gaming pc to be honest i i definitely don't have interest in a high-end console but i definitely have absolutely no interest in the xbox series x and like i see all these people talk about the xbox not xbox ps5 and like i literally have not seen a single person on my soul i i've seen videos of xbox series x the the main video i've seen is the guy who like fake made his system look like it was exploding oh yeah uh, they were vaping into it yeah, they vaped into it, and then, like, Xbox was like, please don't vape into your consoles. Like, literal official tweet asking that. But yeah, besides, like, viral videos like that, I have literally not seen a single person that I know. I mean, like, I live in a bubble. I live I live in a PS5 bubble. Yeah. It's a very, that, it's like that, a political that, allegory. That, that got the Xbox over the PS5. Yeah, I don't I don't know a single person that bought an Xbox. Um, I just X. I don't see any reason to. I, don't, I literally can't even name a game that's, like, exclusive to the Xbox over a PS5. Like, to be honest, I can't even think of a game on PS5. Like Bug snacks. Yeah, but the, who the fuck cares about bug snacks? Like, that sounds like the lamest thing in, like, the universe to me. Like, maybe it's cool and all, but just, 
Like, the problem with a lot of modern games is anything I would personally want to play, it's just going to come out on PC. Like, Yeah, that's that's honestly how I feel, too. So, like, I, I really don't... I do I do want a PS5 controller, though. Like, only just because I'd imagine I could hook it up to my computer and it would be really nice to play with. Because that controller does look sick as fuck. Just be like me and get the quote-unquote free Stadia controller if you already had YouTube Premium. I don't know how it works, but I... Speaking of new consoles... I am the proud first player of the Google Stadia. No one else has played Google Stadia before me, and no one else will. I did sign up for the controller myself, because I do have YouTube Premium, which I only have so I can close the app and listen to YouTube. Oh, yeah, I feel like we've discussed this. I mean, so honestly, so I I play on an Xbox One controller. I don't know what you play on. I forget what you play on. I play on a PS3 controller that has, like, a 10-foot long wire. So what I will say is that, like... Honestly, the Google Stadia controller is pretty good. I'm not a fan of the D-pad, but like in terms of modern controller, I feel like no company is really messing it up anymore. I I do actually the I I think that these are the best triggers I've hit, used on a controller. I still like, think like the, the Xbox. P- I love like PS2 and PS3 controller. Like to me, that is like the most comfortable gaming controller for me. So just what I'm used to. I PS4 is whatever, but then the I'm gonna get the PS5 just to see how it feels. But if I don't like how it feels, uh, I'm probably just gonna stick to my PS3 because it's working fine. You are talking controllers. Not the system you Correct. said you were absolutely not going to get. Yeah, <laughs> controllers. Like, I, is, 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 do you think I'm in a minority where it's like, oh, I'm excited for the PS5 controller. It's like, I don't give a shit about the system. Probably not, but I, I honestly don't. Like, the thing about the P- PlayStation controllers is, like, every single generation they've tried to add something that no one gives a shit about. Like, PS3, it had, like, that axical tilt or whatever yeah, that, that no, no, no one games gave used. a shit about. And then... And then PS4 had the touchscreen that no yeah, one the, gave like a shit the, about. The I think there's some... bar that was just like kind of arbitrary for no reason. Well, okay, correction. Games that came out within six months of the console releasing used it yeah, extensively, used it, and, and then, then no other no games one else did. Yeah. It's kind of like but the, I think uh, there's the what's that the fucking bar that Connect. came with the Xbox 360? Yeah, the Connect. Connect. Yeah. Well, that was Xbox One, but yeah. It came out on Xbox. It came out with Xbox 360. Yeah, no, but it, it was every single Xbox One came with yeah. the Connect, and no one liked it. But what the PS5 has some weird gimmick, and I, I, I forget what it is. Uh, the fact that they're already bricking, like people are having problems oh, with them bricking. Oh, well, I mean, I have. There's not been a single release for any console that hasn't had a massive, uh, like yeah, because they're so they're so failure. rushed and stuff like that. They gotta get it out before Christmas time, and I imagine that like, they have like a list of bugs that they're aware of, and they're just like, we have to ship. Yeah, like zero point zero five percent of people are gonna complain. Whatever, yeah. we don't care. Like, yeah, that reminds me of, like, I'm really looking forward to the Crobecat video on that. I feel like every single time uh, there's a console release, Crobecat makes a video on, like, Nintendo Switch launch failures. And it's like, oh, a lot of people molding. Lol. I, I, I'm using molding and lol and kappa and jabated. I uh, feel that so makes me cool. want to pee. Can I go pee real quick? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you ever call people out for not, like, washing their hands after using the bathroom? Well, I, I feel like I didn't. But I probably would now, um, just due to the fact that we're in COVID times. But to get back on the <laughs> incredible, incredible topic of the Google Stadia controller, I do think it is genuinely a contender with modern controllers. I like the thing is, so I feel what's like different about it other than it's white and it says Stadia on it. So the D-pad sucks. Can you? It's a standard controller. Um, oh, the, that D- the way that, that it works. That D-pad looks fucking awful. The D-pad's fine. Like honestly, I I feel like the the controller is is definitely good for something I bought for free. I probably wouldn't spend sixty bucks on this. I mean, it, it feels like a sixty dollars controller. It doesn't feel cheap. Yeah. I personally am not a fan of parallel uh, joysticks. So like both the joysticks are the same height at the bottom of the controller, similar to the PlayStation. I guess I I grew up on PlayStation, so like I'm like permanently used to that and don't like not that the diagonal one yeah the the one thing i will say that is really really weird about this controller is that like it's all white except under the joysticks is this like really shiny orange that like makes it feel like i'm like if i turn the controller i'm like staring into the like the white of someone's eyes oh my god like it's like <laughs> it's like weird is it me or it's or like is that, the controller look really wide the controller isn't wide it's just that it's like kind of thin so like it's the same wideness of a Xbox One controller, but like it doesn't have well, it's like, the same like thickness. for example, I'm looking at like the the control stick on the left of the Xbox controller is a lot closer to the buttons than the D pad on the, and the buttons on the Stadia. It looks like the the thing is, I I guess like it's just like a it's very rectangly, while other controllers kind of like try to get more compact into yeah. a square. I don't know. It it's definitely it. It's a controller. That's the thing. It, and want to know what Stadia is? It's a thing that I'm going to forget about. That's not going to... I don't even know what the fuck Stadia is. It's a console that you can play fucking uh, games on the cloud or something like that. Like, 
Yeah, so it's not a console. That's I think they try to make a point of that. But basically, you have a Stadia controller and like you have like a Chromecast or whatever, and like you basically so there, use your Wi Fi to play games. Being, like developed specifically for the Stadia, like what the fuck? I, I think there are some exclusivity deals, like so it is kind of like a console, but really it's like it's really think of it like Steam exclusivity versus like Epic Game Store. Like it, it really is just like Steam, except all you need is a controller. But it's like there, if there's no AAA games like a Call of Duty or like anything like that coming to it, who the fuck cares? No, AAA games are coming to it. They're just not exclusive to Stadia. Well, exactly. It's for people. The the thi- the thing about Stadia and like I, I know this has been discussed to death, so uh, I'm so- I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to hear it again. Stadia is supposed to be for people without high-end setups who want to play the newer high-end games because the processing is done on Google's machines and you're playing it over Wi-Fi. The massive problem about that is unless you have a really, really good Wi-Fi connection or you can, or you go through your Ethernet, which also has to be really, really good, these games are going to be super laggy and you can't yeah, really play them. The average American so, has like unbelievably bad internet. No, it's not even about the average American because the average American's internet, I mean, like, I feel like the average gamer who wants to play these games has to be relatively well off because they have to afford a nice PC to play these games. And they would already so have that, a nice PC. So it's like, who's this going towards? Well, well, no, it's more that like the people who can't afford a nice PC probably have shitty internet too. Like not probably, but they are more likely to have shittier internet. Yeah. So internet is like a factor of just where you live a lot of the time, but like, you're probably not going to pay for high speeds if you can't afford like a PC that could play call of duty. Yeah. It's just how it is. So like the fact is like, this is supposed to be an affordable option, but it like, what's the demographic of people yeah, who can't I, afford I, a the, PC the, the for PC you gaming? The more it like that, it's like, I, I'm just trying to figure out who the fuck the demographic is. Cause like, you think of like countries like, uh, you know, South Korea, and stuff like that that have like nationalized everyone has very very good internet it's just not like them in the u.s like they're just people with like you know 0.5 mbps connections and stuff like that just to get online that are way overpaying they're not going to be able to play stadia and like you said anyone that's paying you know 300 dollars a month for a line that's good enough to play the stadia they're probably gonna have a good pc anyway so it's like i'm literally trying to like nail down who the fuck this demographic is for and want to know the funny thing? I would consider myself uh, someone with good internet, and I would I would consider myself like uh, I don't know, like I I'm more technology tech, I'm more gaming savvy I'm more than most technology. people. So I actually, I'm more technology than most people. I am Robo Sam, but no, uh, <laughs> I I got this set up. It was pretty easy to set up. I just set up a Chromecast to my my Google Home app, and then I tried to play the new Panzer Dragoon remake. I'm not sure if you ever played that game for the Saturn. I do not know. All right. Well, I was like, I okay, Panzer, it, Panzer Dragoon, uh, standard game, not like the most graphically intense. It's not like I'm playing Crisis on my Google Stadia. It was a laggy fucking mess. It was terrible. Really? It was near unplayable. It's like we both yeah. have like like almost like 300 Mbps I, or not or higher. Yeah, I I have I have FiOS, and I was like, I'll play this on Wi-Fi because I will uh, maybe it'll be better on Ethernet. But what, what's the point? I played Panzer Dragoon because it's like Steam, where a lot of games are paid. The, the, but this but was but just like, like a Panzer free Dragoon promotional like game. A fucking like 20 year old game. It's a remake that came out uh like two years ago. Still, so, like still. You yeah. couldn't it, play it? Like, so if you have good internet... Let's see, the problem in America is you don't have good upload. So we'll have, like, 500 um, download, and then, like, our upload will be, like, 20. I imagine that we need, like, 100 up, 100 down just to even, like, play anything on this, which no one has. Well, I don't, I don't think the upload really matters because it's really just downloading the game data. Like, the, the, the thing about, like, if, if you look at, like, an MMO's, like, like, upload, it doesn't really take that much because, like... Really, all the graphics and stuff are downloaded. You're yeah. not sending that much data back to the server, and I guess you're probably not. Like the thing is, when I say laggy mess, like it was definitely playable. I could have probably beaten the game, but like massive lag spikes every so often, like really did not like it. Did not make it fun. Like it, it that's, really that's sucked. Literally and that's on a system, in my opinion. Oh, this you understand? Like Sadie is over a year old. It's already dead. It was DOA. So they're, they're like just. I think they're just giving out controllers for free. There's there's really two things that I think are happening. Either they're trying to massively pivot and like actually be like, you know, Stadia failed immediately. We're going to try to get people back. We're going to have like a really good ad campaign. We believe in this product. Or what's most likely is they had a massive backlog of this product and a team that is like kind of scrambling. And they're like, we don't know what to do. Let's just give people controllers. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're not going to move this, these controllers anyway. God damn it. Stadia sucks, which I think is the solution because yeah. I don't see a single person. And I'm going to say that most of the developers at, at Google, most of the people in leadership positions at Google are competent. They can't even look at this product, play this product and, and like, be like this is okay because if someone on a high-end setup like me has a laggy experience and i talk to people in my discord about this they're like yeah it's, i've heard it's a laggy mess like i'm like well what 
the what's I'm just happy I got a free controller, and you're going to get a free controller. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Because, like I said, I got YouTube Premium literally so I can just play YouTube uh, with the app closed, and that's the only reason. I got it so I could have ad-free YouTube music. Well, actually, oh, this has been a talking point, like, literally for, like, a month and a half. Oh, man. And I've never gotten to it, and this is legitimately, like, a natural segue into it. I'm so proud of myself. I'm pissed at Google. Um, I'm. We just love to talk about getting pissed, like, uh, the most mundane things. This one really grinds my gears. Yeah, my gears are ground. It's a fine paste. But (laughs) Google Play Music. I loved Google Play Music, and they canceled it, and YouTube Music sucks. That's it. I'm sick of Google canceling good products. I I really don't have anywhere, really, to listen to, like, music in general. I mean, like, I listen to basically nothing but trance mixes on YouTube because they're, like, an hour and a half long. Because I hate having to just play, like, one song. All right, let me find another song, then another song. And, like, then I add it to a playlist, and then, like, it gets blocked. You know, it's just... There's... Like, even, like, Spotify is a pain in the ass to use nowadays. Like, the, I don't know. It's There's really just no good place to, like, just listen to music. You know what I mean? So, there's there's two parts of, the, two parts of this. And this is, this is not entertaining podcast content. This is just man-to-man. Man-to-man. Man. So much man-to-man you'd think we're this, shooting this, a gay this porno. This is our, um, but our new se- uh, section of the podcast called Man-to-Man. Man-to-man, heart-to-heart, ass-to-mouth. Um, what? But, <laughs> so uh, YouTube <laughs> Premium comes with YouTube Music, which is what their version of Spotify is. It used to be called Google Play Music, and uh, it was YouTube way better. I have YouTube Premium, and I don't use anything on it. I should probably check this out. Yeah, there's. it comes with an app called YouTube Music, which it's literally Spotify, but it has YouTube branding, and it has a worse UI, And uh, but no, you get ad-free. It's like you go- – like all the services are the same, right? How many times have you been like, oh, I can't listen to this song. It's an Amazon exclusive. Like, no, f- that, that doesn't exist. No, it's going to be uploaded by some random person. It's going to have like 12K views, and it's going to get taken down in two weeks, so. No, the th- – I think I you're talking about uploading YouTube or uploading music to YouTube, yeah, know, which is I a know. national yeah, pastime yeah, yeah. since 2007. But no, the, YouTube was literally like so many people upload music to YouTube. Why don't we just make our own YouTube-based music service so people stop doing this? Holy shit, this is a DMCA nightmare. Which will uh, it seems like that's happening a lot nowadays. Yeah, we'll probably but talk about that later. That's that's the first thing. The second thing, very briefly, you should check out uh, SoundCloud for trance mixes because I have been I I have followed like 300 artists on. The virtual homework uh podcast soundcloud because i'm just using it as my personal soundcloud and like half the things people post are hour-long mixes that they do and it's like like i don't know how much like j core mixes by like jock is it and i'm like oh shit this is this is good i'm excited to hear this so just follow a bunch of trance artists and you'll probably get a bunch of trance mixes on so SoundCloud. what i am currently listening to is a trance podcast that has like 430 episodes and each episode is two hours long so it's like i have like permanent trance music for like the next like decade yeah that's how it works honestly yeah it, it's pretty weird i've like podcasts could have no vocals what or they might have vocals oh yeah well it's like a radio show no so commentary like, that last song was you know uh killer butterfly by uh alt f4 uh and now playing in the background is blah 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 you saw us in uh fucking ibiza last week and it was a banger like that kind of shit yeah we have we have a dj on set right now for the virtual music podcast coming soon his name is dana and you could expect some terrible commentary like we just heard <laughs> 10 out of 10 i mean it's already terrible commentary for like the, the regular podcast so no, not much change i mean with the amount i'm like commissioning stuff out we could we could probably we could probably yeah just, could we talk about your fiber addiction for a moment yeah okay okay it, it's I relapsed a little bit. There was a period of time where I went like ham on the Fiverr. I started like making like weird, like Fiverr and Cameo. Like we may have, uh, Juicy J, when I'm talking Cameos, that's, I want to clarify that was not a Cameo. Juicy J is our friend. Yeah. He would never. He's actually uh, hanging subject- out with me right now. He's behind me. Yeah. He's, he's in the background just like chilling, he, but. He's doing the Dougie. I, I have, I have bought services on Fiverr. I have made a guy in a doctor suit say some things that were very cringe. And I don't mean that lightly. Like heart, I can't rewatch the videos because they're, they are cringe inducing. Like not, not like, oh, you're hanging out with friends. That's so cringe, dude. Like not, not like a random guy who says cringe too much. But yeah, I relapsed a little bit. I, I was like, you know what? I'll just see what I could get for like, uh, 20 bucks. So I did $10 for a, um, podcast 
graphics package. So that's why you may have seen just no commentary. Last episode had the big bean hour or wait, no, what was it? I still don't know what that is. Like you even like talked about it and like tried explaining it. I still don't know. The Big Bean Bean Hour featuring beans, virtual homework on beans, and bean time. So I'm obsessed with beans ever since to, we watched the bean movie. To be fair, that is a it's for ten dollars, that's not a terrible graphic. No, that's it's honestly not a terrible graphic. I was very proud of of the work I got for ten dollars. <laughs> We're not using it going forward because the current virtual homework logo is like absolutely badass and yeah, shout outs to Pluto, the graphics so artist good. who made it. But the other thing I did for like $10, I also got detailed show notes because one week I was like, you know, I usually listen to the podcast and like put some timestamps. I couldn't do it. These are the most detailed notes uh, <laughs> It was ever like too, the, too detailed. The, yeah, for the Hollow Knight episode with memorable, it has a memorable quote section. People call Hollow Knight 2D Dark Souls because you're trying to get from the save point to where you need to go without dying, which is a pain due to its unforgivable death system by Dana. Not really that good of a quote, but <laughs> apparently like, it's memorable. Quote. It's, <laughs> it's like just, a quote supposed to be something that's sentence. quotable. That's just like something I said. <laughs> it, it's technically a quote, I guess, from that. But Hollow Knight is definitely a game where progress feels good because you literally start only with the ability to jump and use your sword by me. That is... That, thank that, you. That for, is a quote of the... <laughs> like... Honestly, considering that the episode's an hour and a half long, I paid $10, and there's, like, definitely a lot of effort. That guy probably got paid, like, $5 an hour to do that, and I feel a little bit bad, but maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need to feel bad maybe so he's I stop just paying bored, people just on Fiverr. Maybe writing shit. Maybe he's, like... Maybe. Like, I imagine, like, stuff like that, it's, like, maybe they're just trying to better themselves in whatever industry they're doing. So there's, like, yeah, I'll just do, like, a whole bunch of, like, different type of stuff where it's video games or like music or whatever it is just to like write up just to you know strengthen his ability or based on their profile because i know this they live in a country where a dollar goes a long way and five dollars an hour is actually significantly more where they live oh okay so there we go that that makes a lot more sense huh listen can you can we (laughs) not do like the ultra depressing real life reason can't we like pretend it's like sunshine and happiness the ultra depressing first of all it's not even ultra depressing like i i lived in china and like i i made like shit by by u.s wages but i was like living very well in china you don't you don't have to be making the big bucks in the u.s to be making a very nice wage in a different country we'll say that much but secondly we need this depressing content so i stop paying people to do weird things on fiverr okay (laughs) that has to be a thing of the past i can't just keep doing this to me and my family you know you're going to because you're just like me we don't know how to spend our money when we have it yeah it's I'm I'm saving too much right now. I need to spend it on Fiverr. Okay, uh, I need to spend it on. Of, speaking of spending money stupidly, I'm always talking about Pokemon cards. I bought a hundred and thirty dollar box of Pokemon cards this week. The set just came out. It's called Vivid Voltage, and uh, I pulled the most expensive card, which is a Rainbow Rare Pikachu, and it's like worth like three hundred dollars. So I definitely made my money. I'm really excited. I mean, so the thing is, like, Pokemon is totally a Ponzi scheme, and you're pawning out the like, like you, you are the guy, you are, you are Joe Ponzi himself. I don't know who. I don't know who who, doesn't like Pokemon. That's why it's so fun. No, that's the thing is, like, I, I feel like the value is going to keep going up and up until like 30 years from now. People are like, wait, eh, why do we do this? But hey, you're making a buck. People say the same thing in the 90s. I guess, I, like, I think, I think the year you're going to be like eighty, and then finally people are going to realize that, like, why did I spend two three hundred thousand dollars on this card? That's the thing. Just because it's a Ponzi scheme doesn't mean I'm not like I'm. I'm like investing every month into Bitcoin. Not that I think it's actually like useful. It's just like I'm riding this Ponzi wave. Well, and it, the it, Corona it's wave. like when I thought I had two million uh, Doge Dogecoin, and it turned out I had twenty. Oh, really? You never followed up with that? Like, I this was actually a talking point I wanted to bring up. Like, riding our our Dogecoin wave to to riches here. I thought I had like, two million because I was reading my wallet, <laughs> and I was like, oh, freaking out. And then I had to like de-encrypt my wallet. I had to download the entire blockchain, which took like eight days, and it said I had twenty. I'm maybe in your position. I bought like fifty to seventy five dollars in big or Dogecoin like the day it came out, and uh, I have I have this file on my computer called Dogecoin Wallet with no extension, and ooh, I, ooh. I you you can you can get that opened immediately. It's super fucking easy too. We can we can go over that after the podcast. If you really put seventy five dollars into it, like that could be like serious fucking money. Should should I just like blurt out my wallet ID on uh no <laughs> um on podcast? 
I'm making like seven hundred dollars of my Dogecoin if I could find I'm it because I'm immediately you. selling it. You're proud of me? Thank you. I'm proud of me too for thinking it was a really funny meme that someone made it. I have because like, like I have that- other hard drives that I know have wallets on that. I know I have an ETH wallet, I have a Bitcoin wallet, and then I have a Dogecoin wallet. They probably have like cents in them. Um, but I, it's like a dead hard drive. I know I can get information out of it by using certain utilities, and I need a special cord for it. But it's kind of uh... that's that's the problem with with Bitcoin is that I don't trust most. I'm not competent enough to like. <laughs> yeah, what if your hard drive dies? To, like, and you just lose like ten million dollars. Well, it's not even that. It's just like I feel like I'm gonna like, uh, oops, just lost all my money because I'm an idiot. I'm a bumbling fool. So yeah, that's it. Dogecoin millionaires. Doge That's going to be the movie. Re- I have garlic coin. I have 130 garlic coin. Go into like a Chipotle and ask if they accept garlic <laughs> coin and see what happens. I have Tron coin. See if you get escorted off the premises. Dude, Tron coin's going up in price. Oh, it went down. Never mind. I lied. Like that's the problem. There's just like I feel like everyone just like memeing Dude, their I, way to like. I bought it at 14 cents. It's fucking like it's two cents now. Like. There's, like, a Reddit for meme economy, and that's a terrible subreddit. And, like, this is the literal meme economy. It's, like, garlic coin. It's, like, next they're going to have, like... Uh, it was the Reddit currency. DDR coin, like, uh, Daikinkai on Oni. Dude, what if you got, Shit like, like... that. What if you, like, mined it by, like, dancing on the machine? That'd be a really good meme. That'd be the best meme of all time. <laughs> you should actually try to get that. Yeah, made. I'll just let's let's make the virtual homework cryptocurrency. Fuck the DDR cryptocurrency. Yeah, you actually you get you, one coin every single time you fully listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yes. There we go. But and how does that make them money? <laughs> how does any coin make anyone money? That's the thing. It's, it's like, like it's, this, like, it's mining, like magic money. It's like mining energy from your computer to like and it's like put towards something that uses I blockchain yeah, are you, blockchain okay. is the future i use amazon web services blockchain to uh to f- fulfill the needs of my customers by going peer-to-peer network encryption uh on the cloud yeah yeah but the thing is when you listen to virtual homework you are consuming this conversation bandwidth. sucks it does At least I, <laughs> like it really does what did you do this who week? gives a shit about bitcoin i don't know i watched a lot of anime what anime uh, dude, there's a bunch of like crazy shit going on right now. There's this anime called Higarashi, which is like a supernatural like horror anime. It's like these people in like this quiet town, and it's like this guy moves in, and it's like, oh, everything's real cool, but like something is amiss with the people of the town. And it's really confusing, and like apparently like some people were killed, and like people go missing and stuff like that. It's like really, it's creepy as fuck. I really suggest it. It's really is it like Silent Hill. No, it's like a normal town, and like half of it's like the typical like slice of life anime, which is like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to school, ha ha. Like every anime in the fucking world, but then it just gets like randomly fucking dark and like terrifying out of nowhere. So. Jesus. I suggest it. When was the last anime you watched? Um, So I watched Chinatown with Jack Nicholson today. I'm I'm actually leaving the podcast. (laughs) No, I did. And that's probably the last anime I watched. That's like the people, they're like, what's what's your favorite anime? Cory in the house? Like, I don't know. The last anime I watched was the, like, Slice of Life one with the farm. What? You're, like, staring at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) How many Slice of Life farm animes are there? We're going to Google this. Slice of Life Farm Anime. Yeah, first result, Silver Spoon, Gin no Sagi. Is this what you watched? Yeah, I watched it with uh, my girlfriend uh, like two years ago. Oh, it is good ratings. Yeah, it's, it was pretty good. And like it, like it, you know how like certain anime are just like, they're, they're a little too like innocent for their own good. They didn't shy away from like the gross ass farm stuff in this anime. It's like, oh, uh, for this, because the way it worked is that they went to like a farm boarding school. It was, it was like today we're gonna put my, our fists in this cow's anus to to like check to see if the cow is ready for sex, anal fisting. <laughs> and Wait, what? yeah, so what? You know, anal fist cows? Uh, no. Fucking prude. That was the last anime I watched, but I've been watching a bunch of like movies from the seventies, specifically Chinatown. Uh, what did I just watch? Uh, the Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Weird that both those movies had China in the name. Uh, oh, I'm watching this uh, Chinese film, uh, Woman... Uh, what's the English translation? It's like a Woman Sesame Oil Maker, whatever. It's okay. I'm trying to find it's- my list of shit I'm watching. I'm watching, because I actually have a list, but the website is currently being uh, 
overran, so we're going to pretend that uh, I said it, and I'm not... Let's just get to the news. Let's just get to the whole reason why anyone ever listens to this podcast. Yeah, of course. Let's not let's not go around the bush here. Like the fiftieth like like, uh, episode in a row, we're calling about uh, talking about podcast shit with uh, DMCA. But the problem is, it keeps getting like literally worse and worse and worse. So yeah, there was a massive firestorm. I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast and you care about the DMCA issue, then you actually saw this, but. Twitch was like, Twitch support was responding to someone. It's like, what if there's music and game that could get DMCA? Like, oh, uh, just go in the, the game music. options and turn off the music, play in silence, no big deal. Uh, and everyone's like, this is the most insane thing you've ever said. And like, now they're like, uh, I we don't know what to do. We're sorry. We made a long blog post. Read our blog post. And everyone's like, no, but the blog post doesn't address this. It's like, but we made a long blog post. Well, here, read it? here's my opinion on the situation. I'm like people are pissed at Twitch. Like there's all like the memes of people like playing like music games like DDR and stuff with like no sound. Like oh, doesn't it sound like really good and stuff like that? Or like they're like playing Grand Theft Auto and there's like no sound or anything like that. And it's just like realistically, what is Twitch supposed to do like about this? Like what? Like I feel like they're kind of like their hands are tied. Like obviously yeah, they I, could spend all sorts this. of money and like you know maybe Amazon could do something to get like licensing and stuff like that. But like. Apart from that, they literally can't do anything. So, so the thing, the thing about like the the situation of games like Grand Theft Auto or like Cyberpunk, which is going to come out and have like real music in it, like that is a legitimate legal question that has to be dealt with on either the law slash like like policy regarding copyright uh, side, or just like the people who own that music have to like whitelist it for streaming. Because the thing is. Twitch is already based on, like, a legally precarious uh, concept. Yeah. Like, technically, if these game developers didn't want people to, like, stream their game content, they could crack down. And that was, like, the Google Stadia guy who, like, mentioned this. He did have a point, but it was a stupid point because you would get decimated if you were to, like, yeah. try to yeah. take uh, down um, as a company like Sony fucking, or Nintendo. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Cyberpunk comes out, and everyone who plays it day one gets DMCA'd for the music on it. Like, that's going to be horrible press for the game. So I imagine, like, these game companies, they have to start fighting for this stuff on Twitch because a lot of the livelihood of these games is literally based on how well and how well-received it is on t- the Twitch uh, format. Like, uh, Oh, yeah, 100%. Twitch literally makes or breaks, like, so, so many games. Yeah, so, like, yeah, but the thing is, like, streaming itself is, like, a legally precarious thing. Like, Nintendo had rights to make the Nintendo Partnership Program. It just, like, pissed everyone off. Yeah. And then, like, they, for those who don't know, the Nintendo Partnership Program, people didn't want people making money off, like, Nintendo Let's Plays unless Nintendo took a cut, so they made their own program that was, like, wildly panned. But, like, Twitch already, like, is in a legal gray area when it comes to streaming, and then especially on top of music, like... They don't have the rights to stream the music in game just because no. the game has it. Like people who bought the game have rights to play the game with the music because the game company is like worked with these record labels. Like Twitch technically has to like comply with these DMCA's. Yeah. They can't just be like, you know, we're gonna ignore the law. So it is a problem that Twitch really can't address. That being said, like they had so long to address it, and they basically said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we, it, we're gonna put this off it, five years. When I was saying what is Twitch supposed to do, I'm talking about currently when they could have done something forever ago to prepare for this because there's literally streamers like one of my uh, streamers i've been watching for a while um alfie rs i I believe his name is um he's a runescape streamer who's been streaming for like i think it's just alfie now yeah alfie now um he's been streaming for fucking ever and he's literally like one song he listened to in 2017 permanently shut down his channel he is permanently banned from twitch twitch will not respond to him because of dmca from 2017 like that is insane to me like his livelihood is literally taken away what i will say that there's been multiple cases of this where people have been permanently dmca'd uh to like become banned on twitch and like most of them will get un like if they are large enough streamers which alfie is alfie's like the second largest uh runescape streamer after bodie right yeah so I, I he'll probably get his account back in like a week, but but like the fact that they won't even respond to him and they don't send anything out that it's like terrifying to me. Like obviously if it gets resolved, but to like for him to like sit there like what the fuck is going on with no response from anyone or anything, and his his subs are getting refunded. Like oh shit, that's actually bad news. Yeah, like all his subs but, are getting refunded. Like all his emotes are taken away. Even when Ice Poseidon got banned, you still had his emotes and his subbed. You know, it's like his like everything's taken away from him the the thing is like twitch's like office is probably completely on fire right now with dmca stuff they 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 probably just have way too many dmca requests from streamers 
uh, to, to deal with that. That's probably why I didn't get a response. I mean, yeah. like, the thing is, it's funny because, like, it's bleeding into, like, other stuff. Like, people are, like, talk to me. Like, do you think it's, like, wrong that, like, Twitch is having a GlitchCon right now? Which I think is their, like, online version of uh, uh, TwitchCon because yeah. they couldn't have it this year. Like, at a certain point, like, Twitch Twitch has to, like, do other things. They can't, like, literally spend their entire life apologizing. Entire life. No, entire, they like, have to. Time like, apologizing. They have to, like, live they have their to do life. do events. And, yeah, and do yeah. events and act like, you know, they can't just, like you said, apologize 24-7 and ignore everything else. So like, But, I, I, but the thing is, they, they put themselves in this position where they, like, kind of, like, have to. Because, like, people are so fucked by this. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry we're, like, trying to have fun with this event that's definitely been planned for literal months. Like, they, they couldn't have gotten these connections with streamers that, like, are doing, like, uh, GlitchCon streams, like, in the past, like, three days, yeah. you know? Like, bad timing, but we literally have to do what our company has yeah. to do sorry 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 well, sorry people sorry, don't sorry. realize it's like separate departments you know and stuff like that like that stuff is planned out like it's gonna happen and like none of the people dealing with the glitch con have anything to do with the dmca stuff i imagine like they're like probably like on a, a separate side of things so it's like what they can't do anything regardless so it's like they're doing their thing while everyone else is trying to handle the other shit you know but how the mighty have fought like i remember like i'm like yeah twitch was never like that great like at innovation but i remember twitch was like literally like a lot of people including myself honestly like their their dream software engineering job out of yeah. school and like i people are like s- s- like they're it's like a rats on a sinking ship right now. People do not want to work at Twitch. No. And I completely understand why. It seems like a terrible working environment right now that like this situation could even fester. Oh, it sounds awful. I mean, like you're saying there's like you're saying there's like even like a streamer pushback where like they're like self DMCAing uh like sound effects in game or something like literally, that. Literally, like they're getting D no, it's they're literally getting DMCA'd from like police sirens, like winds, like companies are DMCAing like, oh, we made that noise, you know, and stuff like that. Like that's insane to me and terror like are we literally gonna have to play games in complete silence so so okay i i misread your you sent me this article twitch streamers report dmca takedowns for in-game sound effects i read that as like they're the ones doing the reporting no but i think that's just that's just a gen, uh, bad title from gameindustry.biz yeah. this is the first dot biz <laughs> this is the first non-scam uh dot biz domain i've ever seen in my life but it's emboldened uh, Twitch trolls as well. Like yeah. the, the people who like speaking of Ice Poseidon getting banned. Like the people who are like willing to call him like a SWAT team or like ground a plane. Like if they're real, if they get like fake being a company and start DMCAing streamers, I feel like they're going to be emboldened. Had, it's getting bad. We had though. the same exact problem on YouTube with copyright trolls like um, four or five six years ago. You know, f- famously by you know H three H three and a whole bunch of other copyright trolls that you have in the PewDiePie. People would just dmca shit because they could i I think we're gonna start seeing that more and more on twitch and basically ruining the livelihood of a lot of streamers even if only temporarily because twitch doesn't have anything in place right now to fucking prevent any any of this one shit's fucked two shit's shit's fucked three Streaming and gaming is a large enough industry that I feel like you could make a lobbying organization to change copyright law, even though the people who like copyright law is also a big industry. So yeah, that's what they like, need to do. But the problem is you have to convince old people that this is a good thing or not a good thing. And that's like not a, a thing that's possible right now until they die. I mean, our president, our president elect, a president is a pretty hippie guy. You just, you're just copying. Why are you just copying Mega Sixty Four? We both like. I've Mega, had that Mega song stuck in my head ever since I heard it. There. <laughs> I mean, we're like, why would you even care about that song when My Camaro by Young Jeezy exists? That is a good song. I, I actually Camaro, was, I was actually listening Camaro. to a couple uh, Young Jeezy songs. Fucking after that, we got I'm really distracted. On, I'm not on either side of the Young Jeezy Gucci main beef. I like them both separately i could recognize truth is a good song while also bumping 24 23 i also really like fucking white girl by usda which is uh like the remix of fucking white girl is so good with little wayne uh young jeezy and other people who i can't remember at this point it's dope this is what are we talking about right now? I don't know. We we were talking about like seriously. You know, oh like, yeah, shit's fucked up. It's Joe Biden sick. is a hip young dude, and he's gonna change copyright law. I I, I like those uh, memes where it's like him in the car. It's like, uh, get in the car, bitch. We're gonna save America or something like that. It's like the Mean Girls quote. I mean, I've seen that meme, but that's a boomer meme, man. You're a boomer. Yeah, I'm like thirty. I'm a thirty year old boomer. 
just like our president, just like our president-elect, just like 30 billion uh, members of Congress, I'm getting hyper-political. Fuck um, this industry, but, but bitch, I'm in the streets. To the point of, like, I was making the point about um, being unable to do anything about copyright law, I, I do not see anything in the next 10, maybe 15 years uh, will be done about copyright law at all whatsoever. Personally, I just don't think there's the average American cares enough, and... It's it's not about the average American though. It's about money, and I think that like this is costing people money, and I think that yeah, but it's making money f- like the the music industry is already like not making anywhere as much money as they used to, and they're doing anything and everything they can to make more money. So it's it's on them more than anything. But the thing is, there are multiple things where I think streamers are going to come together and like have a kind of an industry or like lobby uh, for them. And streamers are closely associated with organizations like Twitch slash Amazon. Like I, I totally see people on the other side waking up and realizing that I they don't. are making money and they, they can make a lot more money. They haven't woken up since the '90s, so it's like I just don't see it. But this wasn't a problem in the 90s, really. Like, it wasn't a problem until, like, 2008. It was a huge problem with things like Kazaa, Napster, and all that kind of stuff. No, no, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying it wasn't a problem until 2008. That was, like, 2001. That was, like, 1999. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the consumer. The consumer didn't have a problem with copyright law until everything was shut down in, like, 2006, 2007, 2008. The last time you could use LimeWire. So the thing is, consumers had it good... And they weren't really in a position where, like, they had to actually fight for, like, Here's the being thing, able though. to freely listen to we're music. We're talking about a niche niche amount of people that are actually affected by this. Like, we're talking about people who are very internet-driven, who are young like us. Like I said, the like, my mom doesn't give a fuck about any of this. Would never vote or, like, like come together for any of this. Like, And that's, like, the I, average American. I think, I think you are, like, missing the point in what I'm just... I just it's don't not think, about I don't, the people. I don't, I don't think there's enough political willpower to make any change with it. I think that political willpower comes from people who are willing to lobby and pay lobbyists. Sadly, that's what moves and moves the U.S. And I think that a lot of people who are on the side that is getting fucked by DMCA can realize they can make a lot more money by having lobbyists vouching for them. That's that's I, all I'm I, saying. I, can I don't. I don't think it hope. matters. I can only hope because I I am completely pessimistic on the situation and I feel like the other side has way, way more capital and a bunch of boomers who don't understand any of this that will just throw money at it. So Oh, I I think that you are right and that they have more capital. I don't think that like that many boomers are throwing money towards this entry. It's definitely industry throwing money at lobbyists rather than like your mom is not like paying a lawyer. For I, 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 what I mean Columbia is, it, it's more so these boomers have been throwing money towards the opposition for so long, and you know how boomers hate change. I can't see them changing. Like, oh well, maybe like the other, you know, these Twitch streamers and stuff. Like, that's never going to happen. They're just going to keep blindly throwing money at the, you know, the RIAA and all these other fucking uh, lobbyists that are for these music companies and stuff like that. The the thing is like. They're not affected either way. If you're watching CNN, if you're watching like cable news, like you don't well, yeah. give a shit about copyright law. Oh, yeah, exactly. So like, so that's what I mean. Like, if they're already throwing money at it, like they don't, they're just gonna keep doing the same shit. When I say boomers, I mean like investments that are heavily invested into like these kind of industries already. I think we're getting cyclical here. I'm a little bit more Cycling hopeful. Cycling on my bike. I mean, if if we have more things to get pissed about, let's get a little bit. Final topic for the night, I think. We're good. we're we're running a little long here. For Just those who don't know, press. we're aiming at 45 minutes, okay? We're 45-minute gamers oh, now because okay. we don't want to I'll pressure stop ourselves. Talking. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's all Dana's fault. Dana's like constantly just trying to run run me over in conversation just like starts going on 8-minute rants against beans when I'm talking like I love kidney beans, I love garbanzo beans. I love all these different types of beans. But no, the real issue at hand is that it's really, really, really... Okay, okay this is going to sound so fucking rude. But, like, Discord recently actually did it. So they mentioned that if you did not meet viewership requirements... Okay, no, there's there's actually a fucked thing and a less fucked thing. Well, no, you say did but it. But for those who don't know... People are like, oh, I can't believe they did it. Like, they had, they had a sex. 
I I don't get this reference at all. But Discord, <laughs> like every other uh, internet community at this point, has a partnership program. Actually, even Virtual Homework has a partnership program. Do you really? If you watch uh, 300 episodes of Virtual Homework and give me $400, I'll put a check mark next to you in my Discord. Uh, but the Discord partnership program like had some perks. Like you get a vanity URL, you get uh, some like Discord's partner support, etc. cetera, uh, that really it was attached to the Twitch partnership program initially, but eventually it moved away and had its own separate requirements. And then they announced like a month or two ago that uh, they were going to actually kick out people uh, who did not meet the growth requirements uh, for the Discord partnership program. And they finally, about a week ago... Is, is that referring to people that like they were on track to get it? You know, they hit the minimum requirements, but then they didn't grow like continually after that or... So the thing is, it has minimum requirements, but then it has a month by month growth metric. So like you need to have, you need to have a certain amount of active users per month. So like it's kind of like you might have had 500 people active in one month, but if you don't have like 50 in the next month, then like, oh, we're going to take away your partnership. So it encourages active growth, et cetera, which honestly, I think for a partnership program makes sense. If you want people to be partnered, you want people to actually like be, uh, I think people are just pissed they're not getting free shit anymore. But but no, that's that's the thing. So uh, the the Discord partner program is like, yeah, you didn't meet the growth requirements. So like, we enjoyed having you as a partner for a while, but uh, you're welcome to apply again when you meet the requirements. But we are kicking you out. In the meantime, because you were part of our first wave of partners, uh, we are allowing you to keep many of the Discord uh, features, uh, the vanity URL, the uh, high heightened uh, voice voice chat requirements. Uh, the only really the only thing they are missing now is free nitro for the for the people who have Discord. Uh, partner like they got free nitro which is like a discord's premium features you get to use like emotes and and other channels etc but the amount of people like i read like i can't believe discord is removing from the partner partner program and it's like like, this is going to have a massive impact on my server and like it literally does not impact their server whatsoever and it's It's just like people and they already don't have people talking on it to begin with so it's like what the fuck do they care they just yeah, I, I have not seen a massive overreaction quite like the, the Discord purge of, of 2020. That being said, I'm coming at this with a little bit of bias because I don't have any of these partnerships and I'm totally jealous and I totally would like them. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I am sad for the people who – especially the people who I do watch who uh, are sad that they don't have these Discord partner anymore. But I, I can't think of any tangible benefit besides the uh, lack of Discord partner support, which, I mean, I don't know how the last time I needed Discord support in my life is – but uh, I did at one point because you did. I had. Uh, did you want me to actually tell this story? Okay, you could tell the story. You're um, loud. So, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to say the specifics of it. I was a part of a specific gaming community and then a subgenre of that. Uh, uh, the gay dads gaming uh, furry simulator. Well, I don't want to say it because I don't want to exacerbate it anymore. Well, there was a guide for said community posted online, and I posted on that guide and it was like log in with facebook so i just logged in with facebook so i had my name and thing and i posted like some innocuous statement that's like clearly fucking stupid and uh that discord for that subgenre of the game took my name and my face found out where i lived uh and they were literally making emotes of like pictures of me from myspace from like 10 years ago and like spamming them uh, like completely like doxing and harassing me, like finding out where I live and stuff like that. Cause I just posted like something stupid about a game. Um, I found this out cause I was in the games discord and then I was posting and someone like posted a discord emote of my face, like real life face. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, why the fuck do you have my face? And then they all just start spamming it. And then it's like, I had to go through discord. It was like a whole thing. Like it was, it was really scary. So, well, I mean, I, it seems like discord support did help you in that situation. Oh yeah, they were, they were but... fucking wonderful. Like every single one of those people got banned. So, yeah. So you don't even need, you don't even need uh discord partner support. Discord support's good enough. This stream is sponsored by discord, but no, as, as great as watching like a bunch of people melt down on Twitter always is, uh, the one bad thing about it though, is that, uh, it's actually really unacceptable. Like all corporations are doing right now. They're doing unacceptable shit. Yeah. The, the, the cancellation of discord free nitro through Twitch part or discord partner caused people to be billed for discord nitro uh they didn't actually Without cancel asking? it they just made it so like, they, 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 they were did just not auto- ask they, them they were just auto build yeah so the thing wow. is they never were removed they never were removed from nitro but like i 
like some people have not been billed yet, but it's just based on the monthly cycle of when they like got Twitch partner or Discord partner. So it's or like let's say, say they were, they were pre- uh, assuming it was free and stuff like that. Then out of nowhere, they just have a, a bill for Discord Nitro, and they're just like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, and and there's no follow up. I would actually be very surprised if like Discord actually made these people pay for Nitro, considering they're pissed and they so didn't actually want this. But when, like when you would immediately when you first brought up the subject matter, I was like, yeah, I mean they're just kind of bitching. That is the one thing throughout this entire situation that i could see get people legitimately having qualms over oh i'd, I'd be i'd be livid if i was accidentally charged by for getting kicked out of the discord partner program it's like oh that you th- you've been kicked out with- here's here's a 5.99 fee <laughs> yeah like that that's like more salt in the wound at the same time no really at, no no at the same time i, I don't know that's that's really not acceptable <laughs> let's talk about gnomes why i don't know it's christmas time it, I, I fucking hate christmas man are gnomes even Christmas? I don't know. Is that more like I, elves? I, I literally have a hat that says Bah Humbug that I wear to work. Because we have to wear a Christmas hat. What's worse, Christmas hat or YouTube Rewind? Uh, Both. Well, there's no YouTube Rewind this year. And there's probably going to be no Christmas either because everything's going to shut down because no! everyone's dying. <laughs> Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and rate it five stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do five stars anyway, or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than five stars, Dan will be bound and gagged on a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>